Hey, and welcome to another episode of Tourism Marketing Mastery. I'm your host, Eric, and today's topic is the perfect guest. Hey, my name is Eric Hatterscheidt, and I'm part of a group of independent tourism operators that you've probably never heard of. We deliver experiences that are beyond a photo shoot. When they're not, we're actually have to change our guests' lives. But because we don't have unlimited budgets like the big brands, we have to think differently. We have to be clever with our marketing. We need to reach our audiences to make the impact, but we also need to be profitable right from the start. Unfortunately, traditional education is about 20 years behind and they aren't teaching us what we need to know. So we've decided to take matters into our own hands. We're sharing marketing tactics that work today because we are experienced masters and what we do matters. All right, so in today's topic, we're talking about the perfect guest. Let me define for you what I'm talking about with the perfect guest. Perfect guest is the person that you want to target with your marketing, and more importantly, the person that you actually want to work with at your destination or in your tour company. Um, it's the person that you would love to have come back again and again and again. And part of the reason I'm talking about this topic today is because if you're anything like us, you might have had a grumpy guest before or two, and grumpy guests suck. Uh, like there have been times when you've got a grumpy guest and you would love nothing more than to just shove them off a cliff, which don't do that by the way. That's not a good idea. I got in a lot of trouble last time I did with that with a, with a grumpy guest. So just don't do it. Um, what, what I want to focus on with you guys is how do we target those, those ideal guests and, and what does that really translate into for you as a, as a tourism operator? Um, Part of the reason that I'm I'm discussing this topic today is because one of our own guests um, at our resort was uh, asking me a bunch of questions about about uh, the resort and and kind of what we were doing and how we marketed. And uh, it turns out that he was curious because his family owns some land in Australia. He's he's from Australia. Um, his family owns some land in Australia, and they're thinking about turning it into a destination. And he was kind of curious, um, I'm assuming because he was just looking in more into what that would look like. And um, as that discussion went further on, he, he mentioned that uh, he might start looking at, at bringing people in, but starting with uh, individuals that didn't have a ton of money, um, primarily like students or backpackers, bringing them in and getting them to experience the, this piece of property that he has. And I advised him against that. And part of his reasoning, his reasoning was sound. He, he said, well, you know, initially, uh, maybe we just set up a few, uh, a few canvas tents or yurts or something that is not as expensive um, as building, building, uh, building units, building whatever he wants to call them, cottages or, or cabins or cabanas or whatever they want to build out there. Um, so he was thinking, well, to, to basically try it out for low cost, what if we just put some tents together and then we can bring some backpackers in. And uh, the reason I was advising him against that wasn't because I was against the tents. I actually think that's a really good, great idea. It's the market that he was going after because when you're, when you're try choosing what market to go after, you want to choose a market that is a pleasure to work with and you want to choose a market that's got money. 
And when it comes to backpackers, now I was a backpacker for a long time. I've been to many countries and I did a lot of them with a backpack. So I have an idea of, of what that person looks like. And I can tell you, even though I always was trying to be respectful and had the best intentions, being a backpacker, A, you don't have tons of money. So you're cheap. Um, <laughs> you're trying to stretch that dollar as far as you can. B, you're a backpacker and you're in an environment full of backpackers. That leads to, let's just say, more wild behavior um, than when you're older and you have a little bit more income and more responsibilities. There's a little bit less of that that go crazy behavior. Um, so here's the interesting thing. It doesn't cost you any more to go after a market that's got money and is easier to work with than it does to go after that market that has less money. In fact, it's actually more expensive to go after the people with less money. Why? Because the people that have less money, it takes a lot more um, convincing from you to get them to actually part with their hard-earned money. Because um, if you've got someone that's coming in and their annual income is, well, I'm just gonna give examples here. Um, depends on where you are in the world, so it's all relative. But let's say someone you're bringing in, they're low income, they're a student, um, and they made $30,000 that year. Well, if if the uh, the experience that you're you're providing, let's just say it's, I'm just throwing this out there, let's say it's $1,500 for the week. Well, if they're making $30,000 a year, $1,500 for the week, that's 5% of their annual income. 5%. Um, Whereas if you're dealing with an, uh, an individual or a couple that's got a household income of, uh, of let's say 150000 which is not completely unreasonable in North America, their household income is 150000 well, now that's 1% of their income. And um, that 1% of their income, that, that might be for their entire family. As a, and so there's more value there as opposed to just for one or two of them. So... Um, when you're actually putting your marketing out there, it's easier to sell the person with more money. So why not do that? Um, here's the other thing is that usually that person that's got more money, the reason they have more money is because they figured out a few things along the way and they're a little bit more responsible at that stage in life, which is why they have more money. And they tend to be a little bit less wild. They tend to be a little bit less hooligan. Um, and what does that mean for you? That means less headaches for you. So. The other thing that uh, that comes into this is the accommodation itself, because his his follow up argument was like, well, if we've only got tents, then um, I don't know if that's something that higher income individuals would be willing to to pay for. And I think a lot of times we're inhibited by we're, we're we basically we, we convince ourselves of these things, we make up our own excuses without actually taking anything to the market. Um, I can tell you that there's a number of businesses out there quite a few actually that I know of directly and all they have is tents. They have yurts or tents and they serve the luxury market. I know places that have tents that are charging up to $2,000 a night per person and they put them in tents. It's because it's about the experience. It's not about the accommodation. So it's focusing on what's the experience that this person's going to have. And the other interesting part of that is that Often it doesn't cost you more to deliver a high-end experience than it does to deliver a 
uh, a low-end experience. Now, there's definitely a line there. There's definitely a line where you have to bring in additional staff and additional resources to deliver like uh, a really luxury experience. But um, there's a lot that can be done, even with with a minimal amount of staff, in terms of delivering a luxury experience versus uh, versus something that's just run of the mill. So, in my opinion, um, go after the person that is has more income um, and is going to be less of a headache to you. Now, when we're doing this, uh, we want to we want to do it in a very specific way. So, the other part of this discussion that that we were having, um, he was saying, well, like with your guests, how many, how many, how many grumpy guests do you guys have in a year? How often do you? Oh man, mountain goats. I haven't seen mountain goats in a while. Sorry, I'm just, I'm driving, uh, driving. I'm getting, I'm nearing the Rockies here. So, anyway, distraction over. Um, he was asking, like, well, how many, how many issues do you have with your guests in any given year? Because it seems like you guys have a pretty good crowd. And you know what? I thought about it, and I had literally just had that discussion with my parents uh, yesterday. And this year, we've had zero issues. Zero. Not a single problem guest. Um, now, I feel like we worked really hard to make that happen. And we, we, very, we very specifically um, set ourselves on a path to make sure that, that that was the case. Where we pushed away all of the grumpy guests and we attracted the perfect guests to us. How did we do that? Well, first thing we did is we sat down and we had a pretty serious discussion about who was that guest? Who was that guest that we wanted in again and again and again? And we decided on who that was. Now for us, and you can have a number of different perfect guests that can be perfect guests. Um, but for us, we decided that our perfect guest was essentially it was a family, but the person that we were targeting in the family with our, with our marketing was, um, was a mom. She was 39 years old. She had two kids that were eight and 12. And then there's a number of other factors that played into that, a number of other like, um, demographic factors. And also looking at what were her, her wants, her desires, her challenges. Um, we picked that perfect guest and then we marketed to her. We, we basically what we did is we specifically talked to that one person. Um, and that's all we did. We didn't talk to anybody else. In our marketing, when we were writing anything, everything we wrote was to that one mom. And you know what ended up happening? Unsurprisingly, that's basically all we booked this season. This is kind of the first season where that's the only thing that we booked. That's the only thing that we concentrated on. Um, and we intentionally dismissed slash shoved away um, anyone else. And what that's led to for us this year is not only is it zero headaches for us, it's actually a massive increase in value for the guests because when you have guests and on your resort and they're all similar to each other and they're all like-minded, you know what that does? It creates incredible community for them. Um, the other thing that's happened this year, more so than any other year, is that we've seen not just repeat bookings, because we've, we've always had a decent amount of repeat bookings. What we've seen this year is that we've seen um, mass repeat bookings. So what do I mean by that? I mean that all the guests that stayed with us that week at the resort, all of them 
they didn't know each other before that week. And by the end of the week, they all decided to rebook uh, a week together again the next year, the entire resort. And that's as a result of, of targeting that one person that is the, the, the person that you want to have there. Um, so not only is it an amazing experience for them, um, way less headache for you, turns out that it also leads to mass repeat bookings. And I believe if we're talking about the entire resort, I believe that's happened three times this year, which has never happened. That's never happened for us. Um, but that's, that is incredible. Um, there's also been a number of minor ones where I think one, two or three, not one, but two or three cabins, um, have done the same thing. So again, just a like group of bookings, but not mass bookings, not like the entire resort just bonded so well with each other that they decided to rebook. So when it comes to deciding who you want to go after, what I would say is pick who that person is. And it doesn't have to be a mom that, I mean, that happens to be our target demographic. And there's a lot of reasons for that, but there's also a lot of reasons specific to who we are as a resort. There's a lot of other um, operations out there where your perfect person might be a single guy in his fifties, or it might be the head of a company, uh, maybe a female CEO in her forties, or it might be a couple in their seventies. Like those are all amazing people to go after. Um, just pick one, just pick which one you resonate the most with you'd love to work with. And then essentially like focus on that person and shove everybody else off. Now, you're going to say, okay, well, that sounds great. Um, except what happens, like for me, what happens outside of the summer when the kids go back to school? What we've decided is rather than booking multiple groups um, simultaneously together, as in rather than booking, let's say, a corporate group at the same time that we're booking families, we segment our season now into um, time frames that, that those groups can book in. And what we've seen is that like people enjoy spending time with other like people. And sometimes sometimes it's not just the person, sometimes it's the state that they're in. Um, for instance, the state that I'm in, if I decide to go on a very relaxing vacation with my fiance and all we wanna do is go and read a book for a week, that's one version of me. Um, and there's a specific environment I'm looking for for that. Then there's a version of me that is uh, the version that goes to conferences and seminars. And I love connecting with other speakers that are there, share, sharing ideas, sharing business ideas, and just, just really going deep into, into our art, which is, uh, well, marketing most of the time. Sometimes it's just other business stuff. But um, so I can geek out with them. That's another version of me, but I, I love spending time with those people. And then there's the... Then there's the version of me, it doesn't come out very often, but there's the version of me that just likes to go out and have a ton of fun. And if that's the case, then I wanna surround myself with people that are also wanting to have a ton of fun. Um, case in point, we went to Nashville at the beginning of this year. And Nashville, I was invited to go down there uh, for a conference, but uh, the first week before the conference even started, went down there with my, well, she was my girlfriend at the time. and 
we went out to the bars and we stomped it up to country music and that was amazing but do you know how terrible that would be how boring that would be if it was just the two of us and no one else was around you want to surround yourself with people that are in the same state so what we've done is rather than mixing all those people that are potentially in different states we've segmented the year up into uh, when when people coming in are going to be in that that state so um, what that kind of looks like for us is we've got uh, families in the summer and that's our that's our big concentration and then then we start moving into more of the uh, the corporate stuff so businesses booking in for their retreats or for their um, planning sessions and getaways and then um, actually I should say kind of before that we've got a bit of a wedding season then corporate stuff um, and then we look at uh, elderly couples so looking at bringing them in together and then in the spring, um, we're looking at younger couples. So just understanding what's your season, what's the season and breaking up um, season into state. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, so when you're doing that, just getting really clear around each of those seasons, who's that target person that you wanna bring in and then focus on just them. I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm just letting you know what we've done and I wouldn't go back. Like for us, it's been, it's been incredibly successful, um, way less headache for us. And sometimes there's groups that you just don't want to deal with as well. And that's fine. Just don't target them for us. Like probably not unsurprisingly, we don't target bachelor parties and bachelorette parties or any like kind of massive party. Like for us, if a retreat comes in, um, we let them know like, Hey, this is a this is a place where there's not we're not going to allow excessive drinking and partying and whatever. And if we if we see that happening, um, we have a very hefty uh, deposit that we take and we'll keep if they don't if they don't adhere to those rules. Um, so being very clear about what's the what are the rules of the environment that they're in, but then also putting people of like mind and like state together, um, and that's been a that's been a winning strategy for us so far and we have been kind of working on that over the last few years but I'd, I'd say this is the first year that we've really got it dialed in um, and I don't want to I don't want to get arrogant about it because who knows maybe we can't keep that up maybe next year something a little bit different but so far this year um, we've been intentional about it and we've hit that point and it's been uh, it's been an incredible year for us so far so uh, hopefully that little tidbit of info is something that uh, that's insightful for for you and you can take that away and, and experiment with it and see if it works for you. And if it does, let me know because I'd love to, I'd love to know that the information that you're getting here is something that you can actually implement back home. Um, and that's really, that's a huge part of what drives me and what, uh, what I am interested in doing and what the intent is of this podcast is just is sharing that information. But more importantly, I want to see, I want to see other operators implementing it and getting those wins. So if you do, Share it with me, share it to uh, share it to support at tourismmarketingmastery.com and I'll see that. Or just share it in the share it in the reviews. Um, you can come back and give me a review on here and that would be awesome because I read those as well. Alright guys, uh, that's all I got for you today. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Right now it's a beautiful sunny day for me, and I am just outside of Revelstoke, BC, and it's it's great. It's a nice summer. Um, you guys have a great day and I'll see you next time on the next episode of Tourism Marketing Mastery.